Welcome to the Sales, Business, and Leadership Lab podcast, where we explore a variety of topics with incredible guests, all aimed at helping professionals to achieve maximum success. Let's go. Okay, part two. You know, I've been told, like I said before, I'm doing something new, going a bit more in detail, but episodes that are a bit shorter. So okay. in the last episode, we talked a little bit about leadership, how you started in the military, what's like, you know, being a female and, and being a leader as well. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some other topics about leadership. Yeah. Um, one thing I have here, and it's going to get real. I promise you I'll share mine. Okay. What mistake did you commit in leadership in the military that you want to share, comfortable sharing? That kind of open your eyes to other approaches, other ways to do things. Hmm. Okay, that, so. that was kind of like a learning moment for you as a leader. Well, um, everything is perfect when you have an amazing troop, right? The mm-hmm. problem is when you have a troublemaker, right? Troublemaker and in the unit, yeah. In the unit, right? So my my very first mistake was related to that. I needed to supervise someone that was really, you know, a troublemaker. It wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> it was quite amazing, yeah. and he knows that. Um, I was heartbroken when he left me for another unit. But no, hey. it's fine. Um, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but a troublemaker. Yeah. Um, and so I decided that the autocratic style was the only way to deal with this, you know, with this member. Yeah. And um, and and no, uh, whenever I was very autocratic, we, uh, you know, we had so many issues and so many situations where it was going nowhere. And I kept that for quite a bit. And honestly, how long? For about nine months. I mean, we're talking almost so a year. So nine months, you give the guy a job. Such a hard. Tr- he doesn't do it, and you come down on him. I was such. I was such. I was I was truly just too hard on him, and then obviously MORs, which is a memorandum of records, and you know um, LORs, obviously, yeah. and, and 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 this type of situation. For those of you guys that don't mm-hmm. don't know, bad paperwork in your file, actually, that's which it. can affect your promotion. <laughs> that is actually an amazing way to describe yeah. it. And but I was like, okay, but this is getting me nowhere, yeah. and so I kept it way too long. And so when I actually, what kind of incidents are we talking about? Late to work, not doing the job. What are we talking about? Literally here? that late to work, not doing. Um, his job being lazy and Laziness, military, you I hate cannot. It. I, my God, you cannot be lazy. That's the one thing I hate the most. But this is when I actually, I was like, well, this is not getting me anywhere. So I changed my style. I actually uh, applied a little, a little bit more of coaching, a little bit more of sitting down with this person and asking. I have always been very honest in mm-hmm. my life, and so I actually decided to be honest. I was like, tell me. What we're doing is not working. So what can we do? What can I do to help you? <laughs> I love to hear that conversation. <laughs> the way that I'm leading you, you're still being lazy. <laughs> how can I help you to be less lazy? Right? Is that how you started? How did you start way. it? How did you start it? I actually said to him, um, this is not working. You continue to be the way that you are. Um, and it's wasting our time. You know I'm a very busy woman. I don't like to waste my time and stuff that you know, are getting nowhere. Mm-hmm. I need you to help me so that we don't waste our time. You are busy, I'm assuming, in your civilian life. I'm very busy. Yeah. And so let's just work this out so that you can actually fix whatever the, you know, whatever is happening. And um, and so it, it worked. 
because then I was like, okay, so tell me, tell me what is happening. Let's let's talk. What what was happening? It Why was, was this person a lazy person who did not care about his job? Everyone actually, because of his life and because the way that he was, everyone assumed that he was just crappy as f, right? And so no one gave him the opportunity because everyone literally, like, he was actually passed through several supervisors because he was just, mm -hmm. you know, not, not good. And so uh, instead of me thinking, you know what, this is, you, I'm going to pass you to another leader because this is not working. Yeah. I, I was like, okay, let's And that demoralizes it. the person saying, hey, it like does. nobody wants to work with me. Think yeah. about it. If someone actually already thinks about you that you are, um, you know, not good, um, can, can we say, um, obviously I'm not going to go crazy, but can we say it like a bad word? Like, sure. Okay. If someone thinks you're shitty, right? Like yeah. You're shitty. No yeah. one is going to. Like, I like how that's your idea of bad word. I know. Carry on. Because, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be. <laughs> but um, but you're not going to, you're not going to work hard on yeah. showing everyone else in a different, like, you're not going to, you're not going to discuss with people. Well, you already think I'm shitty. I'm just not going to work hard on changing Correct. that. And so I was like, no, this is just not working. Let's actually do something so that it works. And I'm going to tell you, it did work amazing. That particular guy, um, because we developed that relationship, I actually gave him the opportunity to teach in one of the, um, you know, uh, EMT classes, uh -huh. right? Mm -hmm. Like EMT, medical, uh, emergency medical technician, um, a recertification classes. And he was one of the best ones. That, listen... I like that you mentioned that because that is sometimes what is needed to turn somebody around. Giving a troubled person, mm -hmm. a troubled subordinate, mm -hmm. someone who's not quite meeting the expectations, who's not quite giving them a job mm -hmm. and saying, hey, listen, I know, I know that you're having a hard time, but I trust you. I believe in you. You're going to teach the next class on, you know, traumatic hemorrhage control mm -hmm. um i want you to go study here's all the materials i want you to come back let's go over the class i know you can do it just that mm -hmm. man that's gonna that's a big oh you gave me a chance you give me chills yeah. he, he came so prepared he has his cards he studied that book he was um even witty he was funny he was yeah. good at that i was so proud i was like he was so good that now we're going to be teaching another class. And I told him, I need you to come back. I need you nice. to do it. Because he was that good. He's no longer my troop. Um, the position, once I became a master sergeant, I didn't have, like, all the troops that I supervised sure. went to other, you know, oh, tech sergeants. Um, and so, um, but... I, I called him back. He didn't need to teach this class, but I was like, I need you back. Yeah, yeah, he was for so sure. good. And I think that that was the key. I was like, okay, let me let me figure this out in a logical way because what we were doing before wasn't working. Yeah, and, so. and it's easy to just, mm -hmm. honestly, when, you're, when it's a machine, when it's a big bureaucratic system or you have a lot of troops, a lot of mm -hmm. soldiers in the organization, it's so easy to just say, this guy's not making the cut, give him bad paperwork, he's out, exactly. right? It's so easy to just discard some of what I call and what we call in, in, in leadership human capital, mm -hmm. where undeveloped human capital, it's easy to just discard and go, you know what, let me find someone else. Forget this guy. He's not meeting the cut. You actually took the time to sit down with the guy and go, hey, man, what's your problem? What Straight, straight shooter. Yeah. Listen, this is obviously not working. You're not doing your job. I'm getting upset. What's the deal? Mm -hmm. Well, no one believes in me. And that's a him thing. It isn't an us thing. You know, no. To be honest, 
it is that isn't an Air Force a, a military thing. That's that's on him. He doesn't feel like you know whether it's true or not. That's a him problem. Absolutely. But you took the time. You didn't have to do that to talk about his feelings. Say, hey, listen, what's going on? How can I help you? Okay, you know what? You're gonna teach the next class. I want to come prepared. I'm gonna give you a shot. If you think people are are just passing you over, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna give you a chance. What's up? And that changed the trajectory of this guy's career. Mm-hmm. And that's going above and beyond than what probably you had to do, mm-hmm. right? I think um, I think it's just, especially in the reserve, you said it correctly. In the reserve, we already have civilian life. In uh, in our in my unit, um, everyone's a professional. Either a doctor, a nurse. They're in school. Um, mm-hmm. Either they work in in uh, you know in IT. Like every, I, I think in my unit, almost everyone has a degree. Almost everyone has a career in the civilian world. Um, so being in the reserve, you are responsible for your own career. It's not like the active duty that they used to tell you, hey, you're going to be due at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, You take responsibility yeah. of your own career. And so obviously it's even more in the, in the reserve that you take care of yourself. So you said it is a him problem. Yes, it was, but not only that. In the reserve, your military career is your problem. You are the one who makes things happen. Mm-hmm. Me as the um, NCOIC, the non-commissioner officer in charge of education and training, I will tell you, yes, you're going to be due for your research, but it is your responsibility to schedule that certification Mm -hmm. um, refresher. It is your responsibility to ensure that your CPR card is good. So obviously it's even more that you take responsibility. So I thought, okay, maybe this person, even though that it is his responsibility, something is not working here. Let us just find out because sometimes we really do not take the time to find out what is going on with Mm -hmm. people. And sometimes it could actually make could make a difference, you know, and as evidence by Yeah, it. and then you know, being a nerd, think about the high level picture of that. This guy doesn't have success. He gets out of the military. How much is it cost to find a new guy, train the new guy, get him ready to roll? Yeah. So what's that cost? So that's really cool that, you know, you kinda helped him do that. So very awesome. Um I had uh so you told us, you know, your big mistake. I'll take my mistake. Mm-hmm. My mistake early on was very similar to yours Mm -hmm. which was just assuming that i could boss people around Mm -hmm. and that was going to work um we're in the military right i'm a sergeant they're an airman they have to do what i say Mm -hmm. do it oh you can't do it you suck move on learn it it's your problem you should have known it because you have to know these things Mm -hmm. let's go i need people who want to work where are they at Mm -hmm. and that was my very aggressive i'm going to say brash conceited approach when I was very new. I had to modify that really fast because I'm not going to get real followers. Mm -hmm. They're going to follow me because they have to and they're they're scared of getting in trouble. Mm -hmm. They're not going to follow me because they want to. Mm -hmm. So my big thing was like, hey, we got to do this, 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 do it. Mm -hmm. And when I just took a step back and explained the why Mm -hmm. and had a different approach, that worked wonders in my leadership style when I said, hey, everyone, I want, you know, we've got to move now. I want these vehicles ready to roll. Mm-hmm. We have we have this, this, and that. Now let's go, quick. But then if I take a step back and go, guys, because blah, 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 mm-hmm. I know it's a difficult job, but we're the only ones who can do it. And we were chosen to do this by the squadron commander. Mm-hmm. Guys, I, I, know, I know it's our job, but they know that only we can pull this off. Yep. 
right? When I take the step to tell them why we're doing it and then reinforce that, hey, guys, it's just us. We're the ones who are going to pull this off. Give them that motivation piece. That kind of flipped it to where, guys, yeah, I know it's a hard job, but this is why and we're the ones that are going to do this. Yeah. So let's show up and let's let's prove everyone that we can that we are the ones that can, and and that just changed it for me. That was very smart because a lot of people and a, a lot of times we have the tendency to forget why we decided to um, join in the first per, uh, first place or why we decided to become you know our professions. So reminding people of the reason why and explaining, hey, listen, we are the ones. It's up to us. Was very smart as well, reminding them, yeah. listen, this is important because. And so I think that also works amazing, not only in the military, but also, you know, in the civilian uh, mm -hmm. world, which is uh, whenever I have a nurse that is a little bit burned out, I, I tell them, remember why you decided to become a nurse in mm -hmm. the first place. And so doing that, it was very smart of you and it always works. Yeah, it's, it's, it, for me, it's vital to bring it back to the human component. Yeah. When you bring it back to humans and why we do things that we do, you're going to have better result in leadership because we're not robots. No. Even though that you know we're very analytical and logical and we use all the reasoning in, in the military but also in the civilian world, mm -hmm. um, I bring it back to the human factor, Yeah. right? Guys, we need to get the vehicle ready because the people are counting on us, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. This is a high-stakes job. And maybe you're saying, Ronnie, uh, not the Navy SEALs. I work at Target. I supervise oh, seven people matter. at Target this does not apply. It does. Because if you can make your subordinates feel, your your people feel like their job is impacting lives, you know, whatever small business or business it is, it has a application. And, and it will help someone. It doesn't really matter the job that you have. There's no job. There is no job that is, that is, Every job is important. My to someone, or otherwise it wouldn't be a job, right? Absolutely. And everyone needs to think, like, everyone needs to stop focusing about money. Because everything, I understand we live in capitalism and money is important, but everyone needs to stop focusing about money and everyone should start focusing about your career. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's in Target. It doesn't matter if it's in housekeeping. It doesn't matter if it's in nursing, in real estate. It is an important job. And to do it flawlessly will mean my grandmother actually when she came out i i am half puerto rican half cuban right oh yeah yes my mom my family from my mom's side is all all of them are cubans and so when my grandmother came out from cuba um in cuba they were people of money like they had mates and everything yeah but when my my grandma get out of you know uh, got out of cuba they had nothing so when she needed to start taking care of her family, she started working in housekeeping. She worked in housekeeping for many years. Housekeeping, many years, it was as important. I mean, that she kept the room as tidy, as, an, as clean as, as, you know, as it, could, it, it should be, meant that the guests that got to that room actually got into an amazing clean room. And it may have been dependent on the amazing vacation that they have, right? So you got to keep in mind, there's no job that is little. There's no job that is not important. It doesn't matter if it's in Target. And I know everyone is going to think, oh, well, that's a cliche. No, no, it is for real. 100%. You don't, you don't know if that Target employee, it's going to make a difference in someone's life. If, if that day, that person, a customer asked that Target employee about an item that was so important for that person in that day that made a difference, 
100%. In that day, you know? So no job is, every, like I said, everyone should stop focusing yeah. about how much they make. And everyone should start focusing about the importance of that career, no matter what. Ultimately, if you're, if you're in a job mm-hmm. and you're a subordinate, you know, and you want to get to a point where you're bettering your life, exactly. doing a great job at whatever job it is, is that way to get better. And that's going to help you If you want to increase grow. your mm-hmm. earning potential, you want to increase your value, increase your whatever it is, um, doing good at your job will get you to that next level. So Exactly right. And that's the key right there. You start being amazing at whatever level, that's going to take you to the next level for sure. And then you so can start focusing on it. how do you mm-hmm. incentivize that? What do how you do you motivate people under your command to to go above and beyond, to do more than what they have to do. How do you do that? So, listen, is it just reward? Is it you know what what is it? I think that one of the things. So, in the medical field, it's super easy because at the end of the day, we always remind the majority of the nurses it's about the patient, and the majority of us that are nurses are truly there to help people. Right, And so if we remind that person, if all they want to do is stay, like I am a clinical supervisor in a home health agency, if all they want to do is stay in home health nursing forever, well, then the incentive will be making sure that that patient it's going to be stable under their own condition, right? And in the military, you can tell them, hey, that's going to take you to the next rank. That's mm-hmm. going to take you to the next level. And then it's going to be amazing. Um, for example, one of the things that has helped in my civilian career is that I am in the military. It has always yeah. helped everyone that um, that knows that I am in the military. Like It has, it has brought me so many benefits. Mm-hmm. So the incentive is it's going to get you to a better level 100% if you put the work. You know what I mean? I love your answer because it was definitely um, uh, a professional medical answer. <laughs> I love that. Well, want me to tell you what motivated me in 2015? Uh-huh. So they told us whoever does the best of their job gets to ride in a really cool military helicopter. Oh. And that's all they told us. <laughs> they say, if you do really good, we might – they said might. It wasn't even for real. It was like we might be able to get you guys to ride in a helicopter. And I was like, what? He goes, yeah, if you do really good, come to work on time, <laughs> you get to ride in a really badass military helicopter, bro. Yeah, that was easy. I was the first person at work for like three months straight. I was like, hey, I'm here. Hey, Sergeant, I, I was early. I, I, cleaned, I cleaned all the beds. Can I ride in the Blackhawk, please? I, I like and, then I, and then I did. I got to ride in the helicopter. They took us out and it was awesome. Uh, but that's what motivated me, you know? So I think it's interesting to know too that like, Know what motivates your people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because That's some people are motivated by awards. Mm-hmm. They want to. They want their name called out the at the awards ceremony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> um, if, if it was like, hey, you do a really good job, mm-hmm. we'll let you ride in a tank. I'm like, up, oh, up there. <laughs> like, I'll do it for free. You know what I'm saying? So, so <laughs> I agree with you. Is to find the motivation. What motivates that person? The same way that how you find out how this person, how you're going to supervise this person. Yeah. Um. The same way, like, what is it that is going to motivate this person to do what mm-hmm. we want them to do? So that is true. At the end of the day, motivation. I mean, you got to have something that yeah. motivates you. Um. And all and everyone always have something that will motivate you, yeah. them. And the key is to find out what is it for that for that specific person. For that specific what person. is their drive? Mm-hmm. What and and I think you you can't know that until you have a conversation with somebody. True. You know, True. and in sales, mm-hmm. 
right? If you're looking for a house, let's say, mm-hmm. and I said to you, hey, come buy this house. That isn't even the house I want. I want a four-bedroom, two-bath mm-hmm. with this much square feet, and I like the open floor plan, and it has to have a pool. If I didn't have a conversation with you, hey, what do you do for fun? I like to go to the pool. Great. you know. <laughs> or like, hey, I have dogs. I need a big backyard. Mm-hmm. If I haven't had a real conversation with you as a human how do I know how to sell you? How do I know what to sell you and what motivates you to buy? But that's a that's 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 a key to a good salesman, and obviously you are. Um, and so obviously you need to find out yeah. what motivates that person. What is it? So you did something that everyone should do. Let me find out how can I make this person to buy me a house. Yeah. So you need to find out. And that was the same thing we talked about in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. You had a guy that was underperforming. Mm-hmm. And you had to have a convert, like a real human, respect him and go, hey, listen, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So I think um, communication is a big part of, of that. To answer that question, you know, how do you motivate people? Communicate with them and see what their interests are, Absolutely. what they like. And maybe that will let, get you to the next level of, of getting them there. Absolutely. Now, let's say that the person doesn't. Mm-hmm. You have a, a, a soldier under your command, mm-hmm. okay, um, a, a subordinate. And you've talked to them. You've helped them. You've tried and they're just underperforming. Mm-hmm. They're just they're not getting it. How what steps do you take to to kind of solve that? Listen, you also need to keep in mind that you are not going to be able to help everyone. No. As a leader, <laughs> I can't <laughs> no fix everyone's problems. And you need to uh <laughs> and you need to uh make peace with that with that, right? <laughs> Sometimes there are people that you cannot help. Right. And it, it's it's going to it's going to it's going to eat you alive and it's going to be like, oh, my God, what could I have done um, differently? But sometimes they're just people that. They're not trying, they're not <laughs> trying. They do not care. And, you know, help me help you. That is that is true. Yeah. That is for real. And you can have all of these conversations. You can have all of these you know, important facets of life with someone, but if they do not want to be helped, then there's nothing you can do. And it is also okay to throw the towel once in a while. I am a firm believer that you need to find out what is going on with that person. But if after several attempts, that person does not, they do not want to be helped or that they have, you know, it's okay to, you know, to pass the torch. Maybe someone yeah. else will be able yeah. to help them. And, you know, in extreme ownership, it's a principle that Jocko talks about mm-hmm. with subordinates and leadership. It's it's a principle, it's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I subscribe to that lifestyle. If something goes wrong, it's my fault. How can I fix it? Exactly. If something goes wrong, it's me. So sometimes you have to modify that, though. Mm-hmm. Because if some if someone else... Is underperforming. It's not my fault. I I did everything I could. Mm-hmm. I gave him the coaching. I adjusted my style. I, I stayed time. after hours. Mm-hmm. I took the time. I talked to him. I gave him the thing. I've literally had sometimes people where, even agents, you know, that are that are under my mentorship program, mm-hmm. where I'm like, hey man, um, this is the scripts. This is what you have to say. I I don't really know what to say. Okay, well here here's what to say. Are you practicing? Are you practicing your scripts? Are you practicing your script and role play? Are you making phone calls? Yeah, but you know, I just okay. Well, are you coming to the classes? Because I have classes every, you know, this time at this time. Are you coming to the? Okay, cool. I don't see you in the classes. Well, Ronnie, I just not working out for me. And I, 
That's a you problem there, buddy. Exactly. And I'm giving you everything I can. At some point, you have to let them take ownership of their problems. Mm, you and are giving As them- a leader, it's hard because mm-hmm. you want people to succeed. You want the organization to go forward. Mm-hmm. You want to have success in your mission, but sometimes it's not going to work out for everyone. You're going to give them the tools, and if someone, um, they do not want to take advantage of that, then again... It is a, a, a them problem. And then you got to make sure that you understand that it was not your fault and that you have to let them go. And, yeah. and it is also okay with that. You know, it is also okay. You know, it is also okay. Yeah. Um, and, and understand that sometimes not everyone can be saved. Yeah. And, and not everyone belongs in the organization. Mm-hmm. And okay. you don't know that until you're there. Exactly. Right? There's people that weed themselves out pretty fast in the military because they, they don't they don't belong there. They got through the screening process. They, but following orders, being on time, attention to detail, these things are learned, mm-hmm. and they're taught, but not always followed. Sorry. And I've found that sometimes people and people's lives change too. Of course, I've had troops that were fantastic for four years, and then year five, six, they just drop off. They're like mm-hmm. I, I don't want to do this anymore. And it happens. And that happens too. You know, mm-hmm. so leading people in certain ways is really important. Um, but I think it's a big piece of the communication piece. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, uh, it's been a pleasure. This is part two of the podcast. We're going to come to part three coming soon. Uh, for everyone listening, come back for part three with master Sergeant Lisette Soto (laughs) teaching us about her, um, life, her experience in the military, leading, mentoring, guiding, uh, you know, troops. So I'm excited for part three. Awesome. Thank you for having me. (laughs) 